The Leaderpreneur Show, Episode 1. Why are we doing this? So Michael and I are getting together to to reveal some of the behind the scenes look at how we're walking through starting a business and also working a full time job. And both of those things are very difficult to do. And we thought we would share our journey with you and talk about the things and in, in the trials and tribulations that we go through. So I'm Stephen Faust. I'm an aerospace executive in Phoenix, Arizona, and I spend my days uh, working with manufacturers and machine shops and really enjoy my day job. It, but there's a bigger calling that I have in life and it's to serve others, to coach others, to, to produce courses and podcast episodes. And frankly, I'm a bit all over the place and it's, and it's really about how to focus in and how to move the ball forward and, and get something completed. And my good friend, Michael Tanner is in a similar situation and and he's with me now, and we're just going to uh, kind of give you a, a little bit of a, uh, an inside look of, of what we go through, what we do, and and uh, share that with you. So, Michael, uh, give the folks a, a sense of, of you and your background. Yeah, sure thing, Stephen. And I'm, I'm glad to, to be a part of this relationship with you. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, uh, you know, C-suite executive in the building automation space, and I love that position, uh, I lead a team of about 165 people right now, and I, I just love watching that team of people succeed. I, I, I love to, to lead them and coach them and mentor them and just see them succeed. But here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of there'll come a time when the corporate world kind of handcuffs me a little bit or hamstrings me a little bit to the point that I can't work with these individuals and see them succeed. And I don't want to be in that position. If it comes to that day, I want to be in a position where I have my own, uh, my own business so that I can lead people the way I feel like I want to lead people. And, and I can teach people the way I want to teach people and I can see them succeed. That's what spins my wheels, building widgets and selling them to customers and so forth. That's wonderful. But if I can see people succeed that's what spins my wheels. And so that's why, even though I've got a great corporate gig, much like you, I feel the need, I feel the calling to build something on the side. Maybe it's a retirement gig or maybe it's six months from now. I don't know, but I'm going to work really, really hard at making this thing successful so that I can teach and mentor others and then see them succeed. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, I'm excited to share with those that will be listening to our podcast now and in the future. Yeah, that's great. And, um, and Michael and I are in a, in a mastermind group. Uh, every Sunday we speak at 5 p.m. Phoenix time, 8 p.m. Uh, in the Atlanta area. And that's where Michael's living. And, right. and our mastermind group is uh, huge. It's, um, it's, let me see. It's, it, yeah, it's just the two of us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, our goal and is to grow our mastermind group. And, you know, some of the things that we talk about are how do we grow our mastermind group, find like-minded people that are in our situation that are corporate uh, executives or folks that uh, work a day job and have this greater calling in life to do more, be more, serve more, and really have a, a, a lifestyle that can be, um, you, you know, 
longer term, uh, independent and owning your schedule and serving others uh, in the way that you want to serve them. And, and we both like our jobs and we enjoy, I, I know I love what I do. I love the people that I work with and I think Michael's in the same situation. Yeah, no, I'm I, I, like I said, I'm right there with you. And, and, and I know that Stephen, there's, there's folks that are out there just like me and you um, they're in some corporate gig somewhere and maybe they hate it. But maybe like us, they actually do like it. Uh, I like the field I'm in. I'm, I like engineering. Like you, I like the people that I work with and work for. Um, but I have this deeper calling, and I know there's others out there as well that, that are, are in a similar situation and could really benefit from getting together with you and me uh, on a weekly basis in a mastermind setting uh, for the purpose of uh, sharing ideas for the purpose of holding each other accountable and really just for the purpose of serving each other for each other's success. You know, part of what brings me to this call is because I'm dedicated to seeing you succeed. And I know what brings you to this call is likewise seeing me succeed, trying to see me succeed. And that's what a mastermind is all about. And I I know there are people out there in the same boat as us uh, that would benefit from getting together in a mastermind call with us on a weekly basis for that purpose of seeing each other succeed. I, and I agree totally. And, and, you know, Michael and I are, are leadership guys. This is what we do. It's what we've done. It's our experience. We've done it in many different settings, uh, myself, military, uh, corporate environments, different settings, but at the end of it all, we're leadership guys. We right. serve others. We help people understand what's possible with their talent and their influence. And that just gets me going. That excites me seeing people succeed and seeing them achieve their dreams and seeing them reach the possibilities that, that they can reach really, really motivates me and, and just makes it all worth it. And Michael and I are on that, on that journey to help others and, you know, leadership is, is something different to, to everyone. And, you know, what we want to do, and, and I know what we've talked about is, is coming on this show on a, on a weekly basis and giving a little insight as to what we're doing behind the scenes, but also thinking about maybe one leadership attribute or one leadership trait yeah. and kind of unpacking that and giving some opinions and giving some some perspective from our points of view on, on what it means to us and how you might as a listener, uh, take that and, and make an improvement or make a small change to make your, your day and your working life and your influence on others more positive. So what do you think, Michael, is it, what, what leadership attribute or topic comes to your mind that, um, is kind of top of mind right now? Well, I've got one on top of my mind, but but before I, I, I open up that can of worms and we talk about it, you know, one of the things I wanted to say, you know, you mentioned that we're, we're leadership guys and, and that's, you know, that's our experience and the background and what we do in the corporate world and what we're trying to teach and, and, and influence others uh, in our, in our side gigs here. Uh, but it doesn't matter what industry we come from. And, and I'll just, I'll, I'll let you explain the details of it, but, but you have a podcast that's devoted specifically to the aerospace industry 
and leadership in that business. I'm not even in the aerospace business and I've never been in the aerospace business, but I'm a regular listener to that podcast. I'm a subscriber to that podcast because it's leadership content. And even though, you know, at at times you talk in uh, specifics about aerospace that I don't know, and I have to look up some acronyms maybe or something like that, but the leadership content is rock solid. And even though I'm not in the aerospace industry, it helps me in my leadership uh, space, right? So it doesn't matter what the industry is. So maybe you're not aerospace, uh, or maybe you're not in building automation or software development. Um, but nonetheless, I know you can benefit from the leadership content that we share, right? So, so before I talk about a topic real quick, Stephen, tell everybody about your podcast there in the aerospace industry. Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you for that. Um, I'm glad you're a subscriber. That makes me happy, man. <laughs> oh, I, man, man I, I, I am excited to know that you're tuning in. So the, the aerospace, uh, I call it the aerospace business and leadership podcast. It's on your, yep. it's on, you can find it anywhere out there. It's aerospacepodcast.com. You can find it on Apple podcasts or Stitcher or any, any of the normal mainstream podcast um, vehicles out there. But what I do is I unpack a aerospace topic weekly and, and, apply it to to a leadership concept or a struggle that folks are having in the industry that um, they can get a get, hopefully get a nugget out of get get something that they can take and apply right it's not just about theory it's not just about how how can I take this very kind of uh, you know odd topic and and do something with it it's it's really about focusing in and, and taking one takeaway. What's the one takeaway, two takeaways that you can, that you can have from that and apply it into an aerospace career, whether you're an operations leader or a finance leader or engineering or marketing or sales. It, it's really about the industry that you're in and how to uh, better navigate that industry and, and understand that leadership is such a critical aspect of being successful. So, um, no, I appreciate you listening, Michael, and I encourage everyone to head over to aerospacepodcast.com and uh, subscribe, check it out, send me an email, uh, and I will uh, be glad to get back with you and um, maybe we can collaborate a little bit. Yeah, good, good. No, I, I recommend it to everybody, and, and Stephen is is just being humble. Um, he doesn't offer leadership nuggets. I mean, he offers these big, huge rocks. Okay. So you got to listen in. It's, it's awesome. So, Hey, let me give you a topic. Let's talk about today, Stephen, uh, in the, in the world of leadership. Um, and, uh, uh, I have, um, recently had a speaking engagement where afterwards I had a young lady come up to me and ask me a question. Uh, and it just so happened, it was a question that aligned with a topic that I was already thinking about. Um, uh, and then afterwards I recorded a YouTube video about it and, and as I unleashed that YouTube video, it, it kind of struck some nerves. Some folks sent me some emails and said, hey, I, I think I disagree with you on this topic. What about this? What about that kind of thing? Uh, and, and the topic is accountability. Uh, so Natalie was her name. She came to me after my recent speaking engagement. And she said um, that her management, her leadership is telling her that she needs to do a better job of holding her team accountable. And her question to me was, how do I hold my, what does that mean? How do I hold my team accountable? Um, and my response to her, I think, shocked her. It definitely shocked some folks, I think, on, on YouTube as well. But tell me, what, it, 
what do you, what does that even mean? Accountability, right? And, and what does it mean if you were told by your leadership, you need to hold your team accountable? What's your thoughts on that, Steve? Well, I have a little bit of a uh, uh, kind of, a, uh, you know, I saw you sitting on your bed in the hotel in your YouTube video, man. So you did, I you? did. I didn't tell you that, but I, I did watch that. And, and your response resonates with me exactly. And I was I was saying the same thing you were saying as you were saying it almost and uh, I agree totally with your assessment. It's it, at the end of the day, people have to hold themselves accountable, right? right? Yeah. And and you stated it perfectly. To think that we as leaders can go to someone and say, "You need to be more accountable." I mean, we're fooling ourselves if we yeah. think that that's an effective strategy, right? Mm-hmm. And you stated it, you stated it as as such as well that that people being accountable is something that they have to put on themselves as leaders. And the way I think of it is the environment we create, how do we model the behaviors? How do we hold ourselves accountable? So our teams, and when I think about it, if I'm accountable and I demonstrate that to my team, it becomes now the expectation as a leader that they're going to see, and they're going to start modeling that behavior behavior because they're going to see that as an important uh, thing that, that I am doing and I expect of them. So, um, what are your thoughts, Michael, just based on uh, Natalie, right? What was Natalie's, yeah, uh, yeah, how yeah. did you respond to these questions? Well, well, you know, the first thing I told Natalie was, um, first of all, be careful with what your leadership is telling you, right? Be sure you're, you're clear and understand what they're telling you. Uh, because I've been in the situation where my leadership was telling me, hold your team accountable. What they really meant was, I need to see you having the tough conversations around performance more, right? That's what they really meant, right? And so what I told Natalie was, go back to your leadership and make sure, you know, if, if really what they may mean is you need to be having some, some tough conversations with your team because maybe they perceive that there's some performance issues or whatever and you're not dealing with them, right? Uh, and, and unfortunately, too many times, you'll get this vague direction of go hold them accountable uh, when really what they mean is go have a conversation with them. Right. Uh, But then if really that's what they mean, my response to Natalie was you can't hold your team accountable. You just can't. Uh, And, and you can't because of two reasons. First of all, it, it, it feels like punishment. If I'm holding you accountable, it really doesn't matter how I craft it or how well I wordsmith it or whatever to you it feels like punishment. I'm holding you to do something that you either haven't done or didn't do it good enough or fast enough or something like that. So it feels like punishment. And that's just not effective leadership. I mean, that is very short-sighted and short-term leadership when you're doing, doing it through some type of punishment, if you will. But then secondly, it's not scalable, right? If I, as a, you know, as I said earlier, I've got 165 people in my team. I can't go around to every 165 of them and try to hold them accountable to the tasks they're supposed to be doing. One, I don't even know what all the tasks are. So I certainly can't hold them all accountable. Uh, That's just not scalable. And so instead I encourage her to build a culture of being accountable, right? Not a culture of holding each other accountable, but rather a culture of being accountable And just like you were saying, I shared with her the way to do that is she's got to start with being accountable to her team, right? So as the leader, 
She's got to share bad news when there's bad news. She's got to do the things that she said she was going to do, right? You know, do what you say you're going to do. Be accountable to your team rather than trying to hold them accountable. And then what that'll then, as you alluded to, that what that'll start to foster is everybody will see that their leader is being accountable. And so they'll start to be accountable on their own as well. And, and of course, you can go about uh, formally teaching that concept of being accountable and you, you should. You're not kind of, you're not trying to covertly get everybody to be accountable. No, teach it, but then also demonstrate it, right? And then you've got a culture yeah. of everybody being accountable that's scalable and it's not punishment, right? Yeah, and that's key. It's, you know, when I look around at, at folks, and, you know, sometimes it's hard to see what accountability looks like, but it's real easy to see when people are not being accountable, yes. right? Things yes. are not getting done. Um, the business is struggling and uh, you know, the modeling is key to me. It's, it's, are you being the right type of leader? Are you holding yourself accountable to the tasks and responsibilities that, that you have in your role and your job? When someone asks you to do something or when there's a commitment that is made, are you following through and are you following yeah. up and are you ensuring that, um, folks know, that, uh, you know, not know because you're telling them, Hey, I'm being accountable, but do they see that accountability yeah. because the actions oh. are being closed, right? The, the, the tasks are being completed. The support is, is in place. And it, it's so evident to me when accountability doesn't exist that sometimes we can lose sight of good accountability because the business operates, the business hums, folks are, are hitting on all cylinders. And to me, uh, the, the accountability is such a core building block of good leadership. And you're absolutely right. It's you cannot force accountability on anyone. All you can do is is demonstrate it yourself and through how you run the organization or lead the organization and folks have things that they're responsible for. If those things are not happening, there's a great chance that there is a strong lack of accountability either within them or within folks that work for them on their teams. And those are yep. things as a leader, as a good leader that you have to identify and coach on mm -hmm. and spend time with your team and your staff on one-on-ones, make sure that you have um, that dialogue. So, uh, you could make that um, those improvements uh, around accountability and it's around demonstration and modeling from my perspective. Yeah. You know, Stephen, you make a great point. I mean, we see and recognize people being accountable, but we don't necessarily connect the dots and say, Oh, that's accountability. He's being accountable. I mean, think about it this way. When oh, he's you, a great leader. Oh, well, what's that mean? Right. 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 Yeah. But think about it this way. When you, when you have a task that needs to get done, and you think of the people on your team and, and, and you think of the people, well, here's, here's the short list of people that I could give this task to and know it gets done. I call them my go-to people, right? These are my go-to guys, right? Yeah. Why are they my go-to guys? Because I just know they'll get it done. I know they'll do it. I don't give it to give that task to them thinking, well, I'm going to have to stay on top of them and I'm going to have to ride them and I'm going to have to remind them constantly and they're going to eventually get it done. No, I think to my mind, I'll just give them this task and then I'll forget about it. And I know they'll do it. They're the go-to guys for me. I know they'll do it. 
Now, let me connect the dots to accountability. I know they'll do it because they're being accountable to themselves, right? They said they would do it. They're going to do it. And I know that. I recognize that. So we just kind of naturally see the people in our groups and our teams that are being accountable to themselves. We, you can recognize that, right? And then to your point, use those people, use the example of them and also be one yourself to, um, to teach the rest of the organization to be accountable as well, right? Yeah. Everybody, every leader wants an entire team of go-to people. That boy, what would the world look like (laughs) if everyone's, everyone on our team was highly accountable. When you think about accountability though, it's, it's, it's the, the subset of behaviors that someone has when they're accountable. It's so what does an accountable person look like? Uh, it, well, it's someone that has great discipline, right? Mm -hmm. They're disciplined. They are organized, right? They are, considerate. They recognize, uh, what, what others do. They understand limitations. They understand their strengths and weaknesses. They know how and where to ask for help. They know how to provide feedback, right? So all of these things, when you, when you break it down into behaviors, all add up to someone who, which is the outcome is accountability. Yeah. Because of the way that they organize and manage their life as a leader or as an individual contributor. And the outcome of good accountability is because they are the right type of person with the right type of disciplines and the right type of, of mm-hmm. thought processes that, that, um, uh, that, that results in, the, in those outcomes. And if we had a team of folks that were like that, A, we'd be out of business because we couldn't afford them all. Right. Because they're going to they're, they're gonna go off and they're rock stars. And yeah. They're, they're, I mean, we, if everyone on our team was a uh, was an A player, then um, we could probably have half the folks that we have on our teams today and get get twice as much done. You're exactly right. But that's You're not the way the world is, unfortunately. Right. It's good leaders have to take less than stellar talent. Right. Doesn't yep. mean they're bad people. Doesn't mean they, they don't love their families and um, you're great people and are great in their communities. It has nothing to do with that. It just means that that sometimes work is like number 12 or 15 on the list of life priorities yeah. to people. And we have to figure out how to make that like six or seven, maybe not yep. one or two, but six or seven. I agree. And, and, totally. and get the most out of them for our organizations. And really, it's 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 that type of leadership that, that makes, that makes organizations successful. So I'm just, I'm just really excited about the things we're going to talk about going forward as we unpack these different attributes and, and aspects of leadership. And um, I'm encouraged that uh, we're going to help a lot of people and, and, and hopefully we can, we can, um, you know, demonstrate, demonstrate what that looks like and, and yep. just, just share our experience and knowledge with folks and hopefully hear feedback and get some other perspectives as well. Cause we certainly, and I certainly don't have the market cornered on everything. Uh, nor yeah. have I claimed to. Yeah, no, I agree. And I certainly don't either. And, and, and I know you feel this way as, as I do, Stephen, that, that oftentimes um, I think we'll be bringing here and using our failures to Absolutely. teach others. Right. I mean, that's, that's uh, over the years of leadership. That's where I've learned the most is in my own personal failures. Um, in, in leadership, I, 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 countless stories 
that I use as, uh, you know, teaching equipment uh, for, that are stories of failures of mine in the past. And so I'm sure that we will be sharing those. We don't have uh, the market cornered in, in any way as it relates to, uh, you know, not failing and and things like that. And so I, I really like and am, am excited about the the two parts of this podcast that we'll be offering. Yeah, we're going to show you behind the scenes and some of our struggles and we'll what is our mindset and how are we trying to get through some of those challenges and struggles of starting our own, uh, you know, side business. Uh, but then also the second half of this is offering for those that are listening, real value, real leadership value that you can go away and implement immediately in your own leadership, whatever that looks like. Maybe you have a title that gives you leadership over others. Or maybe you're just a team member that you're going to influence others, and that's leadership. You're going to influence others towards a shared goal. No matter what your role or position, the content we'll share with you regarding leadership, you can take it away at the end of this podcast and go and implement it immediately, and it'll make you a better leader. No, so that, that, I'm excited to offer both of those things. No, I, I think that's great, and 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 it's it's a we'll evolve it, right? We're gonna we're gonna talk about the behind the scenes. We're gonna talk about some leadership. We're gonna talk about our struggles and and what we're working to get better. And um, my my goal, and I know we've talked about it, is to be as transparent as possible. And yep. and hopefully, if this helps you know, one other person out there um, a, a bit, then then we've we've succeeded and. And, you know, we just want to share and serve. Share and serve is the model. And um, we will continue to do that as we go forward. And, and we'll figure it out, unpack it, and, and get better. I think that's a great place to end it. What do you think, I think Michael? So too. I think so, too. I mean, how could you have a better first episode than this? That's awesome. So just stay tuned. We will um, we'll plan to do this on a weekly basis and share this out. And uh, we look forward to feedback. We'll provide more detail on how to do that in the next episode. And until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Be sure to join us next time 